Hey there, and welcome to your pocket sailing instructor. I'm Penny Caldwell, and I have been a sailing coach for over 25 years now. I'm here to help you reach your sailing goals, whether you're looking for gear reviews, safety tips, or just some fun sailing stories. This podcast will have it all. Your Pocket Sailing Instructor is an educational and fun podcast about all things sailing. I plan on releasing weekly episodes every Thursday to help you end off your week on a high note. So grab your coffee and join me for your weekly dose of all things sailing. Hey guys, welcome to another Thursday, another episode of your pocket sailing instructor. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's episode about seamanship skills and improving your overall um, abilities on the boat so that you have what I like to call an uneventful uh, sail. (laughs) Um, This week I'm kind of continuing along the same lines a little bit and we're going to dig into the top 10 sailing knots that I think that you should learn and you should perfect um, again so that you can add these to your toolbox, your overall abilities when you're out on the boat, uh, making everything just a little bit easier for you to manage while you're out there. So as usual, head over to sailnelson.com forward slash podcast to find the show notes. I have lots of links to uh, all of these knots, uh, as well as some descriptions of what things that you can use these knots for. Um, And the links that I have will bring you to a website where there are photos and videos to help you tie them and learn them and all of that fun stuff. So head on over there. And also, as usual, please share around the podcast so that other sailors can learn some of these skills too. So let's get to it. All right, so the first knot here we are going to uh, get into is the bowline or bowline, uh, spelled bowline, but not pronounced bowline. Uh, so bowline. So what does the bowline knot do for us? So the bowline uh, creates a non-slip loop in a line. And uh, if, for this particular knot, you can tie it at the end of the rope. You can tie it in the bite of the rope. Um, you can double it up. So there are a few different ways that you can use this knot to create a non-slip loop. I use this knot quite often on the boat, um, many different uses. So could be attaching your jib sheets to the sail, could be attaching your halyard to the top of your sail, depending on uh, what your rigging is like, especially on dinghies, we use the bowline a lot. Um, could also be to create a loop in the end of a rope for a dock line. Uh, so many, many different uses uses for the bowline knot, and it's one of kind of the staples that a lot of people learn. If you've ever taken um, any kind of knot courses or you've been involved in scouts or girl guides, anything like that, you would probably have learned uh, the bowline knot. So some other ways that you can use this knot as well is uh, if you have a crew overboard situation and you're really desperate to get that person back on board, potentially you could use the bowlin. You can tie one or two to create uh, a loop around the person in the water and then use your halyard to pull them up onto the boat. Um, So that could be even another way that this knot is used. I end up using this knot a lot when I'm tying up, you know, tarps or, um, you know, just securing things 
things. It's just a great knot to create a, a loop that you can use for leverage when tying things up. So definitely the bowlin knot would be one of the top knots that I would suggest you learn how to tie, learn how to tie it well, learn how to tie it around things so that you can create a non-slip loop through something. So for instance, um, I don't know if you needed to go through uh, a horn cleat or a T cleat, you can put the rope through um, the little middle opening of the cleat and then tie the bowl in so that you have a loop fastened to that cleat. Could be, like I said, for your jib sheets. So attaching a non-slip loop to the jib sheets. So you're going to put the end of the rope through the grommet and then you're going to do your uh, first loop or your bunny hole, as we call it, uh, on the other side, and then you're going to bring the loop up. So um, again, some of these knots are going to be a little difficult for me to describe. Uh, so definitely make sure that you head over to the website uh, where I have all of the links to these different knots where there will be videos, photos, descriptions of how to tie the knot. So, so Bolin is our first knot. The second knot is called the rolling hitch knot. Now this knot I absolutely love. Um, I have had to use it a couple times. It's not a knot that you would necessarily use often, but when you need it, you really need it. And it's really beneficial to know how to tie it. So the rolling hitch, it's a basically a grip knot. And what you're doing is you are fastening one rope around another rope and then you can use the rope that you just tied off uh, to create slack on the rope that you tied it to. So that's that's getting a little bit wordy, a little bit hard to describe, uh, but for instance on the boat if you end up having an override on your let's say your jib sheet winch, so you've put too many turns around your winch, you start winching, you get an override, now your jib sheet is stuck. So what you can do is you can tie a rolling hitch knot using another piece of rope onto your jib sheet, and then you're able to pull on that knot. You can pull on that rope to give yourself slack to get the uh, override fixed on your winch. Um, so it's a really, really uh, beneficial not to learn. It's very quick to tie. Um, it's a bit of a variation of a clove hitch, which we'll talk about in a little bit as well. Um, so definitely um, really beneficial to learn that knot. So that number two is the rolling hitch. The next one, uh, number three, is kind of similar uh, in the same category. It's also a hitch, but this one is called round turn two half hitches. So the name of the knot tells you exactly what you're doing with it, but basically you're doing a full, full round turn, and then you're doing two half hitches over top. Um, so again, hard to describe, but in this case, this knot I use a lot for my fenders. Um, so when I'm coming into my dock, I set up the fenders, and then if I get to the dock and I realize, oh, my fender is too high, I can easily undo the hitches and then I can roll the rope so that the fenders can be lowered quickly um, onto the dock, or not onto the dock, but onto the water to protect the boat from the dock. Um, so anytime you need to tie a line and then potentially adjust it, this is a good one to use because you can adjust that length or that tension. I use this one a lot when I'm tying off tarps. Uh, so for instance, on one 
end of a tarp, I'll have a rope with a bowl in, and then the other part of the tarp that I'm trying to kind of attach to, I will uh, have another piece of rope that I will then put through the bowl in, and then I'll bring it back to the grommet again, and then I can apply some tension, and I can do a round turn and two half hitches through that grommet to give me that extra um, tension. So it is a really... uh, quick knot to tie. It's a simple knot to learn uh, and it can be pretty versatile as far as what you can do with it. It's also the knot that is recommended if you are docking and you're tying off your boat to a dock ring. So some docks instead of having uh, T-cleats, horn cleats uh, or posts might have a dock ring. So a metal ring that you would tie off to. So this could be a, uh, a knot that you could use for your dock lines to attach the boat to the dock. So that is number three, our round turn and two half hitches. The next knot that we have, number four, is a stopper knot. So with Sail Canada, the knot that we recommend for tying a stopper knot is the eight knot. Um, It is easy to tie and easy to take out. Um, So even when it has a bit of load and it has been in for a while, you can still kind of work the rope to untie the knot. Uh, making it a little bit easier than something like the stevedore stopper or something like that with that particular knot. uh, Once it's been under load and it's been on the rope for a while, it can be really hard to uh, get out. Some of those knots, I call them cut knots because basically if you you tie it and it gets under load to get it out, you're probably going to have to cut your rope. So um, the eight knot is just a quick stopper knot. Um, I don't have a link for this one in the show notes, but I will include a photo for you because it is very easy to tie. Basically, you're doing a full 360 twist with the end of the rope, and then you poke the end up through the top. So um, you can have a look at that particular um, diagram, and you'll be able to, to tie that one fairly quickly, I would think. So the next knot in our list, number five, is the reef knot. The reef knot is also called the square knot. Again, it is one one of the simple knots. It is used to tie two ropes of equal thickness together. Um, So it gets its name for sailing for a reef knot because um, traditionally there would be reef ties that would be in your mainsail and you would use those reef ties, you would use a reef knot to uh, secure the sail that you have taken down when you're reefing. Um, So a simple knot, basically tying the two ends together, it is relatively easy to undo even after it has had some uh, pressure on it as well. Um, so that one is again, some one that you would learn most likely if you have ever done any kind of girl guides or scouts, it's kind of a, um, one of the staple knots quick to tie and easy to release. So that is the reef knot. So your reef knot is to tie two lines of equal thickness together while this next knot, um, number six is used to tie two lines of unequal thickness together. So this is your double sheet bend. 
the double sheet bend, I use this a lot out on the boat. Um, I also use this when I am towing my dinghy because the painter on the dinghy or the tow line of the dinghy is different diameter from the tow line on the, the boat. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a quite, um, it's a good, easy, uh, well holding knot, I guess you could say. So it holds really well. Um, and basically what you're doing is you are locking a smaller rope around a larger diameter rope. So with your larger diameter rope, you're going to make a loop and then the smaller rope is going to come up through that and then go around twice locking underneath itself. Um, and that will help to fasten the two ropes together. Um, yeah, so that one I use quite often on the boat. Anytime that I need to extend a rope, uh, I need more line, for instance, for whatever. I'm kind of cobbling together something and I'm using a few different uh, ropes. If they are a different diameter, I will use the double sheet bend to attach them. The next one is a, another hitch. So we have quite a few hitches in this uh, in this list. Uh, but number seven here, I have what is called the cleat hitch. And this is basically attaching your rope to a cleat and specifically a T cleat or horn cleat. So that is the metal cleat. Um, primarily we will find a lot of these cleats uh, on the docks as well. So this is a great uh, dock line knot or hitch in this case uh, used to secure your boat to the dock. So basically with your T cleat, you're going to take your rope and go under one horn of the cleat. You go around under the other horn of the cleat and then you do kind of a figure eight over the top of the cleat. Um, you don't need to do a lot of figure eights. Uh, when you walk around the docks and have a look at how people have tied off your boats, you will see that people really go a bit overkill with this one and they go back and forth, back and forth. And all that does is it creates bulk on the cleat and it adds, uh, it takes up a bunch of space on the cleat. It really does not increase your holding power. Um, very much on the cleat at all. So it's not really beneficial for you to go back and forth so many times, really, as long as you do basically one full kind of back and forth on the cleat, and you'll see in the photo how they also do it. Um, that is enough to hold it. And then basically you give your uh, last loop around the horn cleat uh, kind of a half turn so that the uh, bitter end or the very end of your rope is parallel to the last time that you went over the top. So again, really hard to describe these knots and hard to describe what it should look like. But in the videos and photos, you will see that um, the lines are parallel at the end. And it's that friction between the two parallel lines that will um, help to lock the, the cleat. So that is your locking turn, basically. Um, so that one was number seven called your cleat hitch. The next one we have number eight. This one was, um, I had a student who pointed this one out to me. And since then I've actually used it, um, quite a few times, but it's the highwayman's hitch. Um, and this hitch again, another hitch. I, apparently I really like hitches. Um, so th this hitch is used to basically create kind of a quick release knot. 
that you can do on a post, uh, like so a could be on your tiller or whatever. It could be a dock post, that kind of thing. So it was originally used, I believe, for horses to secure horses quickly. Um, but yeah, basically it is a very simple um, knot to tie. I'm not going to be able to describe it very well because it is a little wordy to try and describe. But again, have a look at the video. Um, and so the highwayman's hitch is really used um, to tie something up briefly. So it's not something, it's not a hitch that you would use uh, to secure your boat uh, overnight or that kind of thing. Uh, this is definitely more for securing something temporarily. So on my boat, uh, if we're heading out for a weekend trip, we'll bring the kayaks or the paddleboard with us and I'll have those along the lifelines. And then I have a tow rail that has all kinds of holes in it, which is great for tying things up. So this is where I use a lot of these knots. I'll have one piece of rope that has uh, my bowline, so my non-slip loop, and then I'll tie another bowline to that and have another rope that's kind of going up and down uh, through the lifelines and around the kayak and that kind of thing. And then I can finish it off with a highwayman's hitch. So it will be secure for the, you know, two or three hours that we're heading over to our anchorage. Once we get to the anchorage, I just do a quick pull on the the knot and it all comes undone. Um, so it's a really great knot to, to use. All right, so we are getting down to our last two knots. So we just finished up number eight, the highwayman's hitch, and now we are at number nine. So for number nine, I have the Alpine butterfly loop. So this is a um, alternative to tying a bowline uh, on a bite. So having the bowline in the middle of the rope type of thing. Um, so the Alpine butterfly, blah, blah, blah. Alpine butterfly loop uh, is a, a great knot to learn. It uh, creates basically a loop in any part of a rope, wherever you tie it. So in this case, this can be really beneficial. Again, if you have a crew overboard situation and you're trying to bring someone back up onto the boat, um, you could have a line that is uh, in the water and you're trying to basically help the person get up onto the deck. So you're trying to cover that freeboard distance, which on some boats can be quite high. And for whatever reason, maybe, maybe your ladder is broken or it doesn't work or, or just the, the way that the environment is, you're not able to use the ladder for whatever reason. Um, so in this case, if you wanted to kind of create um, uh, a rope ladder type thing, you could use your rope with an alpine butterfly loop or a couple loops tied into it so that the person can step into that loop um, to get up into the boat. So, um, there are a few different ways to tie it. And there's a few, um, there's a video again on the website that you can have a look at. Um, and like I mentioned, it's, it's definitely a more stable knot than the bowlin in a, on a bite. Um, and even after you've put quite a bit of load on the knot. So if you're using it at like a step, for instance, um, it still is relatively uh, easy to undo, which is really nice. So, so that's your Alpine butterfly loop. Uh, and then also that one can definitely be, be used to tie down a tarp or, or that kind of thing. Um, and the last one that we have here is another hitch and it, that is the clove hitch. So the clove hitch is, um, really easy to tie and it's a hitch that I use fairly often on the boat, but it's not a knot that I would 
consider to be, um, like it definitely doesn't hold well. It's a temporary type of knot. So for me on the boat, I use the clove hitch, for instance, to secure my tiller um, in the evenings if I want to secure the tiller in the, the middle of the boat. So basically the way that it works for me is I have my T cleat on one end and I have done a cleat hitch. Then on the tiller itself, I do a clove hitch. And then at the other side of the boat, I have another T cleat and I do another cleat hitch. So the clove hitch works well or holds well if you have pressure on both sides of the knot that will keep it nice and tight. But if it is something that you are only applying pressure on one side of the knot, uh, then that is not ideal because the entire hitch could basically unroll. So that's why it's considered to be a little bit more of a temporary type of hitch. Um, so some people will use this hitch for, uh, fastening their fenders. So if they're heading in, especially to a, a marina where they've never been before, and they're just kind of guessing as to how high or low the fender should be, they could use this uh, quick clove hitch to attach the fenders. And then when you get in closer, you can just basically quickly adjust the height of the fenders once you get close to the dock. So again, it's quick to tie, easy to tie, um, but I would not consider it to be a long-term knot. It is um, a temporary uh, way to secure your rope. All right, so that is our top 10 list, or my top 10 list, might not be your top 10 list, um, of knots that I use on the boat and just some quick ideas of how I use the knots. So like I said, uh, definitely check out the websites and the videos and that kinds of things to really um, work on those knots and hitches. So just a bit of a, a differentiation there because I've been using the term knot and hitches a bit interchangeably, but technically a hitch is used when you want to tie a rope to something else, while a knot is used when you are just creating kind of um, a knot within a rope. So uh, the figure eight uh, stopper knot, for instance, uh, tying the boat to itself, the bolt, or sorry, the, the boat, the rope to itself, um, or the, the bowline uh, knot, for instance. So you're creating kind of a, a knot within the rope. So not sure if I'm explaining that very well, but anyway, so um, some different things to consider when you are working on knots and you are using knots on your boat, um, different types of rope will hold knots differently. Um, so polypropylene rope, for instance, is really hard to tie knots in, or at least good knots. Uh, new rope that has, you know, like a, a nylon cover, they tend to be a little bit more slippery. So once you have a little bit of wear on your lines and on your ropes and stuff, it's going to start to kind of get a little bit fuzzy and it'll be a little bit easier to tie knots in that type of rope. So that might also determine which knot you use um, and how you tie the knot, depending on what type of um, um, rope fabrics you're working with, rope materials. So um, some other things too, uh, some different resources. There are lots of different knot books available to uh, basically sit down and, and learn how to tie a few knots. There's the Bible, which we, I call the Bible, but the Ashley Book of Knots. That one is definitely not a uh, easy pack and go type of book. It's quite big. Um, so if you're going to do that one, that's like a coffee table kind of book where you can really dive into knots and have a lot of fun with 
that. Um, but there are some smaller books that are a little more portable. There's the um, Knots, the Complete Visual Guide, which is a little bit smaller. The RYA have a great book. It's Knots, Splices, and Rope Pork Handbook that they use. Uh, that's a really good book. And then I have a book that I found uh, many years ago that I don't think is in print anymore, but uh, it's the Ultimate Encyclopedia of Knots and Rope Work. Uh, that one's also a hardcover book that's pretty cool. So there are all kinds of different uh, books and, and stuff that you can find, and also a lot of YouTube um, information and websites, uh, Animated Knots, that's the website that I'm directing you guys to on this um, with the show notes as far as where to look and learn these knots. They have a lot of really great uh, videos, descriptions, photos, you can pause things and, and that kind of thing. It's just really clearly laid out. Um, so yeah, so have some fun, learn learn some of those. It's It's good to have basically a handful or a dozen really good knots, kind of your go-to knots. And then you kind of just start to expand from there and, and you learn how to tie up different things, whether it's gardening or home related or, you know, tying up tarps on the boats or things on the boats. Um, at the end of the day, you want to make sure that you can tie a good knot that's going to hold you want to also be aware of what kind of load is going to be on the knot and whether or not it is going to become a cut knot <laughs> um, or if it's something that you will be able to uh, ease out uh, once you're done. So I'm going to wrap up this episode here. I hope that you have some fun uh, learning these knots and let me know which knots you like to do too because you know a lot of these I, I tie and I do over and over again because it's what I'm teaching. It's part of the Sail Canada curriculum but I'm always looking for fun new knots to, to learn too so you know I know there's the Zeppelin Bend and a whole bunch of other different ones that uh, a lot of people like to use so Feel free to drop me a line, uh, Penny at uh, or sorry, Penny at SailNelson.com, and uh, let me know what kind of knots you like to do. And I will look forward to chatting with you next week.